Hello everyone and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. I hope you're all having a uh, great day. So, um, I'm recording this as of um, uh, Saturday, March 2nd. Um, and today we are doing the Anthem Review. Um, now that I finally have completed the campaign of the game. Um, so I got a some tea with me today. We're not ranting on Captain Marvel. We're not doing politic talk. We're not talking movies. We're just going to sit down, have a good dis- uh, discussion, and um, uh, a good talk about Anthem, give my personal opinions on it, my thoughts of uh, the gameplay, the graphics, the story, um, and overall the end game, and if I think that this game can go anywhere um, in the future. So without further ado, let's get into this review that I've been waiting to do for a long time. Yes, I'm not being joined by Kevin and David because it, it is the weekend. However, um, we will start, uh, hopefully soon be able to start doing, because I found this feature on uh, the Anchor app um, where I can do podcasts with other people that favorite or applause my podcast. So I'm going to be uh, asking David to make an account on Anchor, so that way we can uh, all be able to do a podcast over our phones at the same time, which would be pretty awesome. Um, so we could all, like, so f- that way for the summertime, we could all do podcasts together, but um, instead of it, us being in the same room doing it together, we'll be, you know, um, in different uh, areas around our state um, doing our podcast because we all live quite a good distance. Well, me and David live close, but uh, Kevin lives uh, quite a distance away. But anyways, uh, let's get to the Anthem review. <sighs> okay, so the first point I want to get into is Anthem is uh, developed by BioWare, also the same people that have uh, developed the Mass Effect games. Um, and uh, those are the main ones I know. They uh, have done many other great uh, role-playing uh, game titles. And is published by EA, the notorious EA that we've uh, liked to crap upon a lot on this podcast uh, channel, um, who was behind the whole Star Wars Battlefront loot box decision and the um, political uh, feminism and SJW uh, stances with Battlefield Five. Um but yeah, um, so those are uh, the uh, developing and uh, publishing companies. Um, so the first point um, we're going to talk about is gameplay. Now, Anthem's gameplay is so fluid and just as slick as butter. The gameplay in this game is some of the best gameplay I've had in a video game in a long time. And um, I have bought quite a few uh, video games as of recent. Um, and this game just outbeats them all. Um, when you're, uh, you know, when you're flying, um, in your, with your jetpacks, um, it's so, like, normally you would think, um, that's a feature like this would be clunky. Uh, the, the game is not clunky. The features are very quick and, uh, quick, um, uh, movements that, um, uh, are done very fast. And it, it just, it goes with uh, butter. It's, it's, there's no really clunkiness to it. It's not very laggy unless, of course, you have um, bad Wi-Fi or are or, or playing um, the game on dial-up Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, so um, unless you have bad Wi-Fi, the game pretty much plays uh, 
smooth. Very good. The gunplay in the game is also amazing. It's uh, also smooth as butter. Um, obviously, depending on which difficulty you choose, uh, depends on uh, you know how much bullets the uh, enemies can take. Um, from your easy, normal, and hard difficulties to the Grandmaster difficulties. And apparently the Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3s are supposed to give you embers and uh, epic loot, masterwork loot, and legendary loot uh, with, with the game, which we'll get into later. Because I have a point, uh, which is just before um, my final rating of the game, which is uh, the loot um, section. My cat's over here uh, wanting attention. Poor buddy. I'm doing a podcast and he just wants attention. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, gameplay's great, uh, it's smooth as butter, um, flying around's fun, shooting and blowing up enemies with missiles and grenades and, uh, rail cannons, it is just utterly an amazing game, um, when it comes to the gameplay standards. So out of the gameplay, um, you know, if the game was based on gameplay, it'd be an easy 10, but of course it's not. So the next thing, um, the next point that I have about Anthem is its story. Now this is where I'm kind of divisive on the game right? They had four good characters in the game. You had Faye, Halleck, Owen, and your own character, Freelancer. Um, I'm kind of mad that they don't have a last name for your Freelancer, um, like Mass Effect did with Ryder and with Shepard. They don't have that in this game. You're just called a Freelancer. You can't name your character, and like I said, um, you can't customize your character. Customization for your character, it's pretty much you choose, um, man or woman you choose your voice as a man or woman and then your um you have uh preset faces that you can choose from for man and uh for men and girls um men and women you have a uh, different pre uh preset faces that you can choose from but that's it in like mass effect you could like um you know you could customize your character's uh beginning name you could customize what your character's face look like from uh anything from like the cheekbones to the makeup to your eyebrows and everything you could customize everything about your face um, not, it's not like Fallout where you can customize the body. Um, but yeah, so, you know, your characters are very good. These are, like, the only characters you really care about. Uh, Tarasin or Tarsin, she's, uh, she's okay. I mean, she's kind of just there to, you know, be like, you need to go do this mission, and we have a mission for you, and, you know. Um, the beginning of the game, the beginning of Anthem, oh my gosh, this, now this is a great way to grab somebody and bring them into a video game. So... Spoiler alert, it's not going to affect the end of the game um, for you, but it is the intro of the game. But you basically, you start off in this uh, cataclysm called the Heart of Rage. And um, you and a shit ton of other freelancers are about to go into the storm to shut off the Cenotaph, which basically throughout the whole game of Anthem, that is the goal uh, to, st- uh, to silence the Cenotaph in the Heart of Rage. Um... So basically, all these freelancers go in, and you are a rookie when this happens. And this takes two uh, two years before the main game, right? Um, so it's like a little bit of a uh, prologue, no prelogue scene. Um, so it's before the actual game uh, itself. Um, but yeah, so your character, um, so you get very badly damaged in the beginning of the game. Um, you get uh, these, like, firebirds, or, or as I like to call them, dragons, which they aren't dragons, they just shoot fireballs at you, um, knock you out of the sky and damage your javelin very badly. Um, and then javelin, for those of you who aren't interested or are really into video games or who have followed Anthem, javelins are exosuits that, they're pretty much like Iron Man exosuits. There's, like, four different kinds. A Colossus, which is, like, the big hulking one. The Ranger, which is just a, your average one. Um, think of Iron Man, but... Um, with, like, yellow on, uh, pretty much. Just yellow and black. 
um, and like some maybe wolf-looking legs. Um, then you have the Interceptor, which is like the quick ninja uh, sort of uh, melee-based one, and then the Storm, which is like uh, elemental attacks, like lightning, fire, ice, wind, you know, stuff like that. Um, geez, I haven't had a good old cup of tea in a while. Um, so yeah, the... Um, so your character gets damaged, and you get, you're given the option to choose uh, between a male or female voice, and your javelin, like I said, is destroyed. So uh, the game slowly takes you through a tutorial of how to use your jetpacks, your thrusters, your dodge, um, your equipment, uh, your power-ups, because in the game you have different power-ups. You have grenades, and then you have wrist cannons, and a whole bunch of other stuff, depending on um, you know which... Uh, uh, set that you're using, and then every character has an ultimate ability, like Apex Legends, your character has an ultimate ability, but there's only four different character, or javelins you can play as, um, compared to Apex's eight, uh, but they will be adding more in time with Anthem. And in the Heart of Rage, basically, it shows the fall of the freelancers, a shit ton of freelancers get killed, which aren't important characters, because you don't really get to know them, um, because, like I said, it's an intro mission, and, like, all these big titans, which titans in, the, in this game would, like, think of, like, Godzilla. They're like Godzillas that can shoot uh, lasers out of their teeth. They make shockwaves on the ground. Um, they spawn in um, uh, suicidal enemy uh, explosive balls um, is what they are. They're kind of like suicide bombers, but they're just these glowing balls, um, and they aren't people. Um, but, yeah, they're these really tall um, creatures. Um that uh, you have to destroy. And you only, uh, you kill, well, Hallett kills one in the cutscene. And then, um, after that, um, you know, there's a whole bunch more that come in and you have to retreat. And then you go to present day. But that's all I have to say. It, gr it really brings you into the game with a whole bunch of action, with a whole bunch of intense, uh, you know, uh, well, intense action, intensity in general. You're wondering what the fuck's going on because you're listening to freelancers just dying all over the place over the radio. They're freaking out. They're panicking. They've never seen anything like what they were seeing. It's just incredible. Um, it's a great way to draw you into the game. And then you just go to the modern day. Um, and hey, uh, Faye and Halleck have just pretty much disappeared and gone. But the story, um, now we're going to spoiler-free from here on out, I promise you. If you guys want a spoiler review, make sure to like, um, the, um, like it on Facebook. Uh, that's one way to tell. Um, or if you're on the Anchor site, you can applause the, um, you can applause or favorite us on Anchor, so you can just go to the Anchor site and find us there, but you can applause it on Anchor, which is like a like, but for that site, um, and then of course you can leave a comment on Facebook, you can send messages on Facebook as well, because there is a med message page for us, and if you want to send us messages, we will respond to you, um, if you want, um, either suggestions, or if you want a spoiler review of Anthem, but this is spoiler free, um, for here on out, um, but yeah, so basically, um, you are a freelancer, a uh, failed freelancer. Freelancers have uh, lost uh, a whole bunch of respect, and throughout the uh, game, you're trying to get back to the Heart of Rage, um, which uh, revolves you around doing a whole bunch of quests, and a lot of them are repetitive from things like uh, repairing uh, or silencing relics, um, uh, to repairing relics to silence them, to taking down multiple waves of enemies, to holding down a position. And you pretty much repeat that through the whole entire game. Um, rather it be you just doing free play or if it's the main campaign. Um, the only thing the main campaign really offers that makes it interesting is the cutscenes, which they are decently sized, uh, cutscenes. Ah, cut my thumb. Damn it. Uh, 
whatever. It's it's not bad. Um, but yeah. So the cutscenes are pretty amazing. Uh, the facial um, animation and whatnot in, in these cutscenes are pretty amazing uh, at the same time as well. Um, but yeah. So the story. Um, the reason I'm really divisive on it is I think the ending. Um, was good. It was better than Mass Effect Andromeda. But the villain in this game... Okay, so the villain's called the Monitor, right? Um, pretty much, he's uh, the leader of the Dominion, uh, who are the bad guys. And that's not a spoiler. If you've watched the trailers, or if you have watched... Uh, or if you've even read the back of the uh, case of the game, it says the Dominion. And the Monitor is the leader of them. The Monitor basically is this overpowered guy with a suit that pretty much you shoot bullets at him in a cutscene, and he fucking just has this wall or force field just come up right in front of him. It's transparent force field and just stops your bullets. And he doesn't even need to look at you or move his arm. He just, he, it just appears. Um, but yeah, basically he's a tough bastard. Um, but there's nothing to him, right? He shows up in what cutscene and he's basically telling you, oh, we can work together to, you know, do anything we want with the Anthem. Like there's, there, he's worse than the Archon from uh, Mass Effect and Drama, which was basically, I want to turn everybody into my kind. And I'm going to use, uh, you know, the Reapers technology, or not the Reapers, the Remnant technology to do that. But you don't even fight the, but the thing with the Archon is you don't even get to fight him at the end of the game, uh, which is pretty stupid. But you do get to fight the Monitor, but when I defeated the Monitor, I was like, well, he wasn't a great villain. Great villains are characters that have motivations um, that make you want or, or feel for them, that may, that make, for instance, like Thanos, he thinks he's doing the right thing. He thinks uh, by eliminating half of the population of the universe that he is doing good um, and saving lives. And it makes you actually, you know, feel for Thanos at the same time you know he's the bad guy, you feel for him. And, the re and, and to be empathetic towards a villain makes that villain good. They're relatable, you're empathetic to them, you see where they're coming from. But if the villain is just doing evil things and he's just like, I'm being a bad guy, I'm doing evil things, the villain isn't that great. So the villain in this game is not that great at all. Um, basically, he's just your standard bad guy. You know, I want to take control of this powerful artifact to be able to take over the world. So the villain was pretty trashy. The four main characters in the game, including yourself, what are good characters. They got, you know, uh, layers to them. And my personal favorite character, um, in all honesty, was probably Faye. Uh, I think she was my favorite character. Um, to talk to. I mean, there's a whole bunch of characters you can talk to in Fort Tarsus, but, like I said, the dialogue options in this game, um, in the first impressions I said this, they're so limited. Like, you have two dialogue options for each and every character. In Mass Effect Andromeda, you had, like, um, four different dialogues. Uh, you had a, um, emotional response, a, um, logical response, a carefree or kind of, you know... I'm a dumbass idiot, uh, teenager type of response. And then you kind of got a rhetorical response. Um, and then there are some, uh, you know, times when you can ask a question or if you're doing a romance, which they don't have in these games either, you can forward that romance. I think the closest you can get to a romance in Anthem is there's a girl, Serena, uh, who's a marketplace girl. And if you talk to her enough, you can tell she's clearly hitting on you or that she has a crush on you. And that is about the closest thing you can get to a relationship in, uh, Anthem. But, Besides the fact, um, that's it. And it's a girl. So if you're a girl playing this game and you're straight, 
well, I'm sorry, but you can't even get a little bit of flirtiness from a guy in this game. That I know of. I haven't talked to every NPC in the game because I was so focused on beating it. But maybe there's something there that I missed. If you have played it and you've seen that, then, you know, you can leave a comment um, on Facebook. Um, and like I said, you guys can also send in voice messages that we can put into our podcast. Like, if you have a question or if you have a, uh, a comment or you want us to take um, have a take on something, there's many different ways. You can message us. To ask us questions, give um, feedback, and to suggest stuff. You can send uh, voice messages to Anchor uh, through the uh, Anchor site and um, send those to us so we can uh, feature those in our video with your permission, of course. Uh, but put them in the video just for the quick seconds that they'll be in there and then answer your question or whatnot if you, if you, if you want to be featured on the podcast. Um, but we will acknowledge question, like who asked a question. We will acknowledge you in our podcast. We'll be like, so-and-so asked this question. Uh, but, of course, we'll ask you if you want to be acknowledged. If you don't want to be, then we'll just say, well, uh, some of our viewers or a viewer of ours asked this. Um... But yeah, so you can either send messages, you can comment on the actual post itself, or you can send uh, voice messages through the Anchor app that we can feature um, in the video. Because the reason I say do it, uh, voice messages through Anchor, is there is an option. And the only way we can feature voice messages in Anchor is if you send them through the Anchor site or the app. Um, So that's why I say through that site. But anyways, so the story overall, I'm torn. Because the final battle was great. But it would have been a lot better if the monitor was a relatable villain, making it very underwhelming. And another thing, the game is very short. I feel like the campaign to this game is utterly short. It is just terribly short. I don't know what to say about it. Like, I played the game. Like, I got the game uh, last weekend. So, I haven't even had this game for really a week. Yeah, I haven't had this game even for a week. Um, I got it on Friday, so I'd be, I, and I haven't played much of Anthem, I've played maybe three days of Anthem, but not even for like 24 hours, I think the longest parts of Anthem are doing the Legionnaire challenges in the middle of the uh, campaign, those take a while to do, and then there was the, uh, going in the free, free play to kill, um, three, um, Titans and Enochs. Equox, something like that. Uh, they were like these blue tiger bear m- kaiju mixed creatures. I don't know how to explain them, but you can see them in the trailer. Um, they're the second biggest enemy in the game, except for the Titan, unless you consider uh, one of the um, t- the tyrant mind boss um, or the monitors and and uh, end of the game uh, fight. But, I mean, obviously you're going to fight the main villain at the end of the game. So I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's a given for anything. Even a movie. You have a main villain. You're going to fight him at the end. That's just how it works. Unless you're Infinity War. Then you're pretty much fighting him the whole fucking movie through. At least halfway through. Um, But yeah. So the campaign, the story, I'm going to give a mixed response. Because I like some parts of it. Like, the cutscenes were great. They had some great characters, but the villain was very weak, making the ending pretty weak, and then it just felt really short. So, that's my opinion on Anthem's uh, uh, story. But now, to our next point, the graphics. And this game, I know it doesn't look as good as it did at E3. Because at E3, two years ago in 2017, they released a um, 
trailer of the game, and it looked so realistic. Like, it, I mean, go to the Anthem's uh, uh, YouTube channel and look at the 2017 gameplay review. Oh my gosh, that game looks real. Go to it. I'm telling you guys, go watch it. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay, so just go to YouTube, look up uh, Anthem Game channel, and you should find it there. It'll be, it'll say Anthem, and it'll be like an, a whole bunch of orange on the profile picture. And then go to videos and scroll all the way down. I think it'll be like the second to last one, and it'll be E3 Anthem gameplay, or it'll just say Anthem gameplay. It was right after the teaser announcement of the game. And it looks so realistic. But yes, the game did uh, get downgraded uh, graphically. But it still looks amazing. The game is still one of the most amazing games I've seen. Um, I would say other than uh, other than Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil beats it in graphics. But not by a huge margin. But also you got to think at the same time with Anthem. They have to maintain great looking graphics with lightning speed movements. We're talking dodging. Flying at high speeds with jetpacks, um, taking sharp turns down and up into into sides and to do barrel rolls and stuff. Um, we're talking about a game that looks impressive. Explosive graphics look impressive. Um, just the world itself looks impressive. Gun uh, bullets look impressive. Everything in this game looks impressive. The javelins look impressive, um, especially like the rare states from clean to just default, which is pretty much clean but without the gloss. Old which they're rusty, and dirt, and dirty. And the javelins look amazing, too. Everything in this game looks amazing. Not as good as the E3, not, like, photorealistic, kind of like Resident Evil, but it's still very great, nonetheless. Resident Evil 2 is a great-looking game. And yes, Anthem does look worse than Resident Evil, but I would say if I had to rate Resident Evil out of 10... Anthem would be a 9.5. You can tell it's worse, but not by a lot. And I think a lot of it has to do with the movement speeds. Because when they were in that E3 20, uh, that E3 gameplay, the only movement you really had was the jetpacks. And even that didn't seem fast. I feel like the jetpacks got a boost in the game. So the movement in that E3 uh, gameplay was not as... Uh, it wasn't the same as... Um, the gameplay now. They didn't show people dodging and flying all over the place and just quick moment, movements 24-7. It was pretty standard movements. Um, which may be why they had to have lowered it. But other than that, I w if, if this was like the E3 gameplay, I would rate it like right up there with Resident Evil at a 10 mark. But graphically, this game is easily 9.5 out of 10. Like, it's not Resident Evil quality, by a small, and I mean a really, really small margin. Um, but it's a great looking game. If you're if you're somebody who plays video games for graphics, Anthem will not disappoint. If you play a video game for um, quit like Iron Man Simulator to the best of its ability, to great gameplay and gunplay, this is your game. If you if you play video games for these reasons only, the, this is your game. Now I must mention Anthem is a online only game, which Bioware normally creates video games that have stories that are offline playable. This game is online only. So if you want to play Anthem, you need to have internet and I would suggest high speed internet like Spectrum or something. Something really good because this game requires you to have internet to play. And an Xbox Live Gold membership or PlayStation Plus if you are playing on PlayStation. 
So yes, you do have requirements to be able to play this game. You have to have the storage for it, which I believe it's 50 gigabytes. Let me just, oh, I got the game box right here. Yeah, it's 50 gigabytes for the game, but obviously uh, you need to have extra, extra space available for the updates, which I do because I have like a two gigabyte, or no, excuse me, two terabyte um, hard drive space that I got for Christmas to be able to put those updates on. But yeah, so you have to have Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus memberships, and you have to have internet and high-speed internet if you want the game to play at its best. And if you have low internet or dial-up or should I say Fairpoint, well, you're going to be lagging a lot in this game and it's going to really affect your gameplay experience. So moving on to the next thing, the end game. So basically, end game uh, with Anthem, since it's a looter shooter like The Division, um, it all is based upon loot. It's a loot game. So once you beat the main campaign, which, like I said, isn't that long, and it's kind of mixed, um, you need to have great loot. Um, so I guess endgame and loot, uh, I have them as two different points, so I should have them as the same. So the loot in this game that I've uh, played so far on difficulties from easy to hard. On hard, easy, you're supposed to get pretty much commons and, you know, some uncommons. Normally, you get a lot of uncommons and some commons and a few rares, but mainly uncommon. And then hard, you're supposed to mainly get rare, and a, you know, you'll barely get any commons and some uh, uncommons, but mostly rare. And then Grandmaster, Grandmaster 2, and Grandmaster 3, you're supposed to be getting epic, masterwork, and uh, legendary uh, items. Or even... Uh, um, what was the name of them? Embers, embers, uh, which are crafting material. And another thing in this game, you do, you can craft weapons and you can craft grenades and stuff like that, like the different rarities, but you have to go to the stores. Like if you're playing, um, if you're only playing the game on like easy to hard difficulty, you need to go to the stores to buy masterwork embers to create masterwork weapons, or you need to go buy, um, epic embers, which are purple embers to buy, uh, or to be able to make, um, epic items. But, you know, I'm still on the way to unlocking um, Grandmaster 1 difficulty so I can start getting good loot. Because I don't really want to spend coin. I'm trying to wait for the javelin, uh, the Ranger Javelin to get some cool looking armor because I want to customize it and make it look pretty awesome. I hope you all like that intro, by the way. Um, it fit the tone. I was like, I'm going to do a game review. So I was looking through all of the options uh, Anchor gave me to, for um, uh, beginning sounds to the podcast. Um, and I found that one. I was like, that works. I'll have to find one, what we do for movies. Um, but for when we talk about video games, we can put this one in there all the time. Um, it's not even that long, but it's a good way to start the episode. Make it a little bit different than just, you know, your, your actual voice. <laughs> Try to change it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, the loot in the game right now, a lot of the guns, you can't really tell the difference. Like, literally, go, um, if you do have the game, go into your inventory, or go to the forge, and look at all the weapons. Look at all the, uh, assault rifles, and look at all the machine guns, and all the snipers. Tell me what you can tell for difference. I can't tell a difference. Like, I'm looking at the hammerhead, and then I was looking at, um, oh, what was the other one? There was the hammerhead, and... It was another assault rifle. Oh, forgot it. Forgot the name of it. Shit. Um, but anyways, yeah, they all look the same. The only difference with these are like the colors of either the magazines, which obviously depending on the rarity will depend on the color. So the magazines are like this um, garbage bag tarp looking stuff on the gun will change color. Um, depending on the rarity. So, like, if you're commons, you'll have gray. If it's, uh, green, it'll be green. If it's blue, it'll be blue. But they're barely noticeable, right? They're very little noticeable things that just have to do with rarity. 
And it's not even like a whole different design of the gun, like a clean looking gun. They all look like makeshift weapons. Think of like the Fallout pipe guns. It's like that, but looks more military-like. So uh, just a little warning. Um, very soon my uh, pellet stove is going to be doing like a clean um, gust or blow gust of air. And it's going to sound like really loud in here and annoying. So I just want to get people prepared for when that happens. But yeah, so the loot in the game, you can't really tell the difference. The stats aren't hugely varied between the rarities from common to masterwork and uh, legendary. They're barely, um, they're barely uh, different. Um, I gotta say, though, um, there, once, once you do beat the main campaign, you unlock two more strongholds, which can get you better loot. And more, they're more of a challenge than the first one, uh, which I like. Um, you can, of course, do a whole bunch of contact, uh, contracts. Um, to get coins, and coins is used in the game to buy either um, Interceptor, Ranger, Colossus, or Storm parts for your Javelin to be able to customize your ga Javelin. Uh, you can use it to buy um, materials, which you can collect in the main world to build stuff, and embers uh, that you can buy to build stuff. Or you can use it in the shop to buy different uh, materials to customize Javelin with, um, which just pretty much changes the texture. Um, you can uh, buy... Um, different armor pieces, uh, emotes, um, and then there's another thing in there, vinyls, vinyls, and they're pretty much like these cool-looking vinyl, uh, vinyls, which are like pictures, and they have specific colors, but once you put them on your javelin, if you want your javelin to look a specific color, it's hard to do that, because your javelin, like I said, you want it to look a specific color, but it can't look like a specific color. Why can't it look like a specific color? That's why. Um, you try to, but if you have a vinyl and a whole bunch of paint on there, it'll cover over that paint. So you either choose a custom paint job or you put a vinyl on and then try to switch it there with whatever paint job you want. Um, but yeah, so that's about it to cover for Anthem. So I'm going to go through and basically I'm going to rate the game. Um... So, on individual levels and on an overall level. Gameplay, I'm going to give it a 9. It has great gameplay, but not perfect because no, nothing's perfect. The story, I'm going to give about a 7.5. Because I liked a lot of things, but I disliked quite a few things too. The graphics, easy 10. Um... Well, no, I'm going to give it a 9.5, not a 10. I said I was going to give it a 9.5 against Resident Evil. So 9.5 for graphics. Endgame, as of the moment, I'm going to give a 6. It's pretty weak. The, there isn't a whole bunch of... I mean, I know they did recently a, a loot update, but it's still not great. The loot isn't great. Um, so the loot um, is a problem. Uh a lot of stuff to do. It's pretty much just repetitive missions to get coins and stuff. Just busy, busy work, pretty much. So I'll give it about a 6. So I would say overall this game is probably a 7.5. I mean, everybody can agree the gameplay is great and the graphics are great. But the story's kind of if iffy. Um, the end game is not great. The loot isn't that great. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7.5. The game isn't terrible. The game is not great. It's kind of eh. You know, and it, it disappoints me because I really was looking forward to the game for two years and I was so hyped about it when it was getting close. And when I played the demo, I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is a little bit disappointing. But once I got the main game, I was like, oh, this is going to be fine. This is going to be great. But then I beat the campaign. It was quick. And then I was like, 
that that enemy wasn't even that good. It was, it was kind of a, you know, eh enemy. You know, it wasn't really special, not really memorable, not really great. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to um, Anthem, I'm obviously I'm going to continue grinding the game and I'm going to continue playing the game because I do enjoy the game. I enjoy Anthem. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't. But um, the game is not worth a 10 and it's not worth a fucking 5 or a 6. It's a good game. But it's not great. Um, it's 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 okay. It's on the cusp of good and okay because it's not a great game. It's not a terrible game. But there's but the graphics and the gameplay carry the game so much. And it's disappointing from a BioWare game that they have such a short story, limited character customization options. Um, limited um, customization options for the Javelin, depending on what armor pieces you have available to purchase in the in-game store, which normally the in-game store has items in there, I think, for like three days at a time. Um, So you have to wait about three days before you can buy maybe a cool armor set that you want. But yeah. Um, Other than that, I mean, the game's fine. It plays well. It looks great. It's just... It, it really depends on what you're here to play Anthem for. If you're here to play a story, you will probably be disappointed, especially if you're a Bioware fan, because it's not a long story. Um, and the dialogue choices are dumbed down. There are no romances. You can't customize your character's face to the holy hell peak you want. You can't make it look exactly like you. Choose out of presets. And, you know, you can't even see your character's face half the time. You lift up your face mask during cutscenes in the middle of the game, and that's about it. You don't see your character's face in Fort Tarsus because it's in first person. That's another thing that bothers me. Um, when you're in Fort Tarsus, it's first person. But when you're in the game world, you're, when you're actually doing the cool stuff, it's third person. So I think, like I said, there's the way, and I said that I believe in my first impressions of Anthem is that um, you can fix that with making an emote where your face mask can go up and down. You can toggle it up and down at will. Um, so that way you can at least see your character's face at any point if you want to make the Fort Tarsus part um, first person. Or at least give the option in the options menu to make Fort Tarsus a third person perspective where you can see what your character looks like in third person. Or, you know, if you want to keep it in first person. But in that case, I would also make playing Anthem in first person. But I feel like that would be just a little too much work. But at least with Fort Tarsus, you can make it third person. I think they should just make the game third person all around. I think going into Fort Tarsus, having it be first person, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. But that's me. But yeah, I enjoy Anthem. I'm going to continue playing it. There's free DLC content coming down the road. Um, I'm going to revisit Fallout 76 some point soon. Um, hoping that it has gotten better and has changed. Um, uh I haven't heard anything about Fallout 76 um, getting new DLC. Um, we got the game back in November, and I've yet in months have heard anything about its first DLC getting launched. And apparently they're supposed to be given free DLC for the game, but I've yet to hear anything uh, be launched for it. So, um, if, if Kevin and David end up getting this game, which David said he might, you know, like he said in the uh, podcast for the uh, first impressions of Anthem, that... Uh, He's planning on getting it about a year down the road. But Kevin's probably going to be getting it early, and he will give his um, opinion on Anthem. He can either choose to do um, that review um, 
by himself. Um, or we can do it together and make it a spoiler review and talk about everything about Anthem. But Kevin's going to get the game soon, probably for his birthday. And then he's going to play through it and then we can talk about it. Um, but he can give his first impressions and stuff. So, like, David and Kevin will get their opinions out there about it, um, at some point. Um, I think that we aren't going to do the Halloween review anymore, um, because it's just, you know, the movie's been reviewed a lot. We were going to do that. We were originally had that being a plan as, like, one of our first podcast videos, but I think, you know, it's a, way too late now to even do a review on it, um, at some point down the road, if we're maybe, if me and Kevin are doing the Halloween franchise and we're ranking our films, you know, we, we'll probably touch upon the Halloween. Well, we will touch upon it, but we won't give it a full-on review. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Um, so I'm sorry for those who wanted a Halloween review. But you did get Michael Myers versus Jason Voorhees debate. And it's not like the horror stuff is going to die. Like Halloween time, you'll definitely hear me and Kevin talking about that a lot. Um, and with the whole Captain Marvel thing, guys, I'm sorry if, um, you know, if I hurt your feelings if, you know, you think, um, Cat Marvel's gonna be great, or you are a Cat Marvel fan, or, you know, a Brie Larson fan, or whatnot, I'm not trying to attack anyone, I just think that the whole situation with it's bullshit, Brie Larson shouldn't have said things that she said, she's allowed to have her opinion, but, like I said, when you, uh, work for the media, uh, or you work, um, on movies, or, you know, you're somebody that is famous, you need to watch what you say in interviews, you gotta watch what you say on, uh, um, any sort of, um, like a Comic-Con, at any place that you speak that you can be filmed or recorded, you need, especially big events, like award ceremonies, you need to watch what you say. You're allowed to talk about it with your friends, you're allowed to give your opinions there, you're allowed to talk about it with, you know, people, but there's a difference between somebody that's famous and their opinions and somebody, the average Joe. The average Joe isn't getting news headlines because they say something, Right. Um, normally people who are famous, uh, are the ones that get the news headlines and it can greatly affect something. And that's the thing. If you are in that business and you say something stupid, like Patrick Sutherland did pretty much insulting everybody, um, about saying that, you know, you don't know your history, you know, women can be in world war II and it's a plausible scenario, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going into a rant about that. Um, that ultimately I'm pretty sure led to got getting him fired. He pretty much got fired for that. Um, which they said resigned, but we know fired because it really hurt the sales of Battlefield Five, And with Brie Larson saying these comments, it's just hurting Captain Marvel. And then the media isn't helping. Brie Larson did one part of the damage, but then the media is doing the other half of the damage because they're trying to, you know, cover for it. They're trying to make shit up. They're trying to, you know, like I said, put it under the rug, say that men are angry and sexist and yada yada. It's, it's, it's pissing people off all across the board. It's pissing women off. It's pissing men off, white men, African-American men, you know, it's pissing everyone off. Um, and it's just, you know, people are going to give their opinions. I gave my opinion on it. I, I just pretty much called out the bullshit that people writing articles were and saying what Brie Larson said wasn't right. All she needs to do is come out and say an apology, an honest apology, and not look like she's just coming out there saying it just to say it. It needs to be honest and meantful. Uh, meaningful, she needs to mean what she's saying, and I bet you things would be fine. But in the future, just don't say stupid stuff. I don't want the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't want Cap Marvel to fail, because it's part of the MCU. And the MCU has pretty much been bl uh, blemishless for, since its existence, except for Thor of the Dark World, but that wasn't even that bad. Um, but yeah. 
I want Captain Marvel to succeed as a movie. But I also want um, people to understand what she's saying and what the media is doing and everybody is just wrong. It's just wrong and it's not okay. So I'm not going to really talk about Captain Marvel anymore from this point on. Um, I'm going to just watch the movie. I'm going to give my damn review on it. And if the politics really heavily affect the movie, I will talk about it. And I will talk about it being the big downfall of the movie. And if that happens, that happens. I have an opinion and I'm sorry. Um, but like I said, um, you're allowed to have your opinions too. It's just like I said, if you're a man, you're a woman, doesn't matter your race or gender. If you are in the film business, you need to watch what you say. You gotta watch what you say because it'll get your films in trouble. It'll get you in trouble. It will. And that's what's happening with Captain Marvel. I mean, there's an outrageous conspiracy theory saying that um, with like the Fandangle ticket sales that apparently with uh, Captain Marvel that they're Marvel's forcing everyone to go watch Captain Marvel with not having a whole bunch of other tickets go on sale. But it's common practice. If there's a big blockbuster movie from a big uh, publishing company or uh, distributing company uh, like Disney or something, of course, uh, for a, a good old window... They'll have, uh, like, that big blockbuster up, and that's, like, the only thing you can, uh, you know, pre-order tickets for. Um, but then eventually you'll be able to pre-order tickets for other movies, too. But it's just because it's that big movie uh, blockbuster coming out. And they got to figure out all that information stuff and the playtimes and uh, everything for the theaters. So in, the, in that case, that's just a conspiracy theory being brought up by people. And that has it's not Captain Marvel's fault. They aren't doing anything intentionally on that. That's just basic knowledge that you need to know. Um about movie theaters and how they do things with big blockbuster movies. It has nothing to do with them just trying to make you watch Captain Marvel. That's not what they're doing at all. And I've been pretty vocal about how angry I am with Captain Marvel. I'm still going to watch it. Got to do the review. And it's an MCU movie. Want to know what, you know, need to know. I need to know her backstory and who this character is and what she's about because of Endgame. But just some of the things and bullshit and the lies that have been spewed about the movie and the character itself and continuity. It's just... It's ridiculous, but I'm done talking about the Captain Marvel stuff. Um, I'm just going to continue moving forward, podcasts, doing whatever. Um, talking about video games, talking about other movies that are coming out. Because we have to move on from Captain Marvel at some point. Um, because it's just, I'm not going to harp on it. I did two parts on it. I think that's all I need to do on it. Um, but yeah, I hope, the anth- I hope you all enjoyed the Anthem review. I hope you go out and buy Anthem to give it a shot for yourself. It's... Not a terrible game. The microtransactions haven't been too bad. Um, I haven't heard any big controversy with EA in this game yet, besides the sale numbers aren't where EA wants them to be, but they're, they never are. EA is just a greedy-ass company. Apex Legends is still doing well. Um, but yeah. Um, and like I said, I do a lot of these reviews by myself is because I have the Anchor app on my phone, and it's my personal account. It's my account. I just do it with David and uh, Kevin at school. Um... But, you know, I do it at home. If I have stuff, if there's news that I want to cover or if there's a review I need to do by myself, I'll do it by myself. So there are going to be like uh, four or five podcasts within all the podcasts that we've done that is just me. Um, I'm going to try to cut down a me-only podcast because I bet you guys like the group conversations with me, Kevin, and David a lot more than you like me just talking about stuff. But everybody's going to eventually just do their own talking points. Um, so I guess the next podcast, I don't know exactly what we're doing because right now I'm in the middle of writing, um, two stories, a spinoff story to my main trilogy and another sequel, um, 
which is a start of a new trilogy, but in that same uh, first trilogy's universe. Um, so I'm continuing it on. Um, but I like to separate the trilogies because they're different characters, uh, mainly, um, and different stories and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to make a movie right now, and then baseball season's coming up, and I'm still looking for a job. I have a lot on my mind. So whenever I'm doing a podcast and I'm trying to reel off a whole bunch of factual information or stuff that I know and I might fuck up and say something wrong or mess up how I said something or maybe a fact or two in there, it's because I got a shit ton of stuff that I'm thinking about right now and that I'm busy with. Um, so I hope you guys understand. Um, so like in my Captain Marvel thing the other day, I was uh, reviewing my uh, recording and I said some things that didn't make sense when I was saying how the girl needed to question her article. Uh, I said it wrong. I said that, um, oh, um, uh, she was talking about people uh, complaining or something and, and asking the question of, like, why is this happening? And I said something that was, um, that was like, oh, uh, pretty much proving her point, saying that it was us when I meant to say it was her because she was complaining about stuff. Um, but I just didn't say it right. So I'm sorry. I did mess up a little bit. And there's a few areas that I messed up. But I bet you you understood what I was trying to say. Um, but, yeah. So I've had a lot on my mind. But I'm glad I got this review done. I've wanted to do it for a while. Um, so yeah, go out, give it a try. Um, I know that we need to talk about World War Z more because that game is not getting enough attention and I want to start getting that game some attention. I mean, I know we aren't even at like 50 likes on our pages and stuff but it we will grow eventually it's gonna take time but eventually once i start getting a job and i can uh and i get a bank account i can put ads on here and i can get money from this and i can use money from this to promote this podcast to make it go out further which would be pretty nice um but yeah so i don't know what we're gonna do next i will put it i will uh put on the facebook page what we're gonna talk about next when i know Um, But thank you very much, everyone, for joining me on this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed um, the uh, review. And I will see you all in the next podcast with David and Kevin this time. It will not be just me by myself. Uh, But have a good rest of uh, your weekend. Have a good Sunday because that's when this will be um, up on Facebook. And um, see you all in the next one.